This is your host, David Barker. And this is your co-host, Luke Murphy. You are listening to another episode of the BTY Radio. A podcast aimed to help you become better than you were yesterday. Welcome back, listeners, to episode five with Tim Zhu. Guys, Luke and I have come back off a massive week. It was fight week. Uh, Tim took on Sutherland Shire boy Jack Brubaker. He got the win, fourth round, TKO. Uh, Good old Jeff threw in the towel for Jack. Mate, it was a huge week. Absolutely, mate. Um, It was a massive week, and I think this was a massive podcast. I think this was probably one of our best today. We've got a professional boxer on. If you're not familiar with Tim, he's probably Australia's number one boxing prospect, um, and it was just great to see Tim in a more relaxed, uh, more not genuine, but yeah, just a more relaxed environment. Yeah, you know, we've jumped on probably 12 weeks out from the fight to join the team. Uh, it's been, you know, nothing but serious business here in the gym. He comes in, he's got a job to do, we've got a job to do. So to be able to sit down at the end of the fight uh, in a more of a relaxed environment and see him smile, see him laugh, he's getting prepared to go on holidays, uh, it made for a really, really good podcast. Yeah, for sure. And I think if you've seen any of Tim's stuff, uh, it's no surprise. It's, it's no, yeah, it's no surprise that he holds himself um, as the utmost professional. And I think this podcast was no different. So to see him in that relaxed light was absolutely great. Um, so in this podcast, we actually dive into um, you know, what, what has shaped him, his upbringing, his background, the upbringing from his father. We dive into some of his, his past fights. You know, he's 15-0 and 0 at the moment with 11 knockouts. And we also touch a little bit on his most recent main event with Jack Brubaker. Yeah, it was good to go into a little bit about what his thoughts are in uh, for 2020, uh, where he wants to go, uh, what he wants to achieve. There's so much good content in here. Uh, like Luke mentioned, everything from uh, growing up as Costa's son, what it was like to, to be a part of that household, to where his uh, passion from boxing at what age that began and and where the where the journey started for him because you know he is a professional athlete uh he's only 25 he's got such a bright future ahead and yeah we really enjoyed this uh sitting down and and having this chat and we know you will too so without further ado here we go all right tim welcome thank you so much for coming down thank you for having me Bit different, hey? Bit more relaxed now. We get to sit down and have a chat. Not yeah, uh, not not uh, smashing my body in the gym. So it's good to <laughs> sit down with your boys and just talk, talk and chat. Yeah, just have a laugh. So, bit of holiday mode now. One day away. One day uh, away. Tomorrow, tomorrow, going to Hawaii. So, it'd be good to unwind and relax um, after how long? Ten weeks. How long do we have? A ten weeks of just yeah. pure. Yeah. Quite. Does it go quick? The ten weeks or is it? Ten like, weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it does go quick. How, what about for you? How did you feel? You uh, <laughs> mate, um, you know, I just, I wanted so I wanted to give you my absolute everything. So um, I wanted as much time as possible, mm. you know, so I was trying to drag it out, make the most of it. But I think we had a, maybe 12 weeks. We mm. did probably about four weeks of strength before we moved into conditioning. But um, those last few weeks flew by. Yeah, yeah. The, it, it always, the last month, just... just goes like that yeah just week after week you just don't, you just don't, just don't feel like go <laughs> and, you, and you know what like i was talking to luke before like we're, we're um doing a little bit of research and i'd spoken to glenn and 
you're very active in the fight scene. Like that's four, fourth fight this year. Yeah, compared to most fighters, I think um, I think I do fight the most out of anyone in, here in Australia, especially the the magnitude of my fights. Hundred percent. Ten rounders, twelve rounders. Yeah. And the caliber of opponents and the level I'm at is not not many people in Australia are doing the same thing. I I mean I couldn't believe it. I think I looked at it was 2017. You had maybe five. Mm. Five fights, six, so six fights, yeah. yeah. yeah we're, we're talking ten week camps, mm. forty weeks, fifty two yeah. weeks in a year. It's quite intensive. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, you know, this is actually my first holiday. I was to about to ask that. Where I get to actually unwind and relax. Yeah. Um, I've been traveling this year. I've been to to America three times, Philippines, um, and everything's been for training camp. So it's been full on. Yeah. Um, haven't had time to unwind and just relax sit by the beach and um, not think about anything, not think about boxing. Yeah, that's mm. exactly right. So two weeks, uh, Vegas, Hawaii. Mm. I know you love Vegas. <laughs> you love the lights. And I think most people like Vegas for a different reason than yeah, you. I just, I just see it as the, the city of dreams. It's yeah. the mecca of boxing and it's the place that I, um, that I grew up watching as a young kid and where I aspire to be one day fighting and having my banner there one day. So for me, Vegas isn't about partying, but it's just the, the city of dreams. Yeah, it's where everything comes to life. And, um, it's you where know, dreams are made of. 100%. You've been mm-hmm. working super hard to get yeah, there. that's it. So in regards to holidays, two weeks this year, did you have any last year? Um, Not really? No, 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 I haven't had, haven't had a holiday. I mean, when we first met, you know, I think I've spoken to you before about um, some of the boxers that we sort of see locally. Um, you know, they, they put in for 10 weeks and then they drop off and they party and, and they forget about it. But boxing is your life. You, you live and breathe it. Um, I haven't come across someone as professional and as passionate mm. as you. And it's, I mean, it just lights me up every time I get to work with you. Mm. Um, it's a lifestyle thing. Exactly. So I was going to say, it's not a job, it's, it's a lifestyle, it's something you love, something you believe in. You know, I don't think it's the, the title of being a boxer, but I think it's the title of being a professional athlete. Yeah. Mm. Even, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, he'd be working day in, day out, no matter what, because he's just trying to improve himself. And when, you, when you're at that number one position, um, I don't think there is a time for you to lack off and to be able to, yes, you can rest and unwind, of course, but to be able to, to do it in a professional manner and not in a, in a manner where um, how a lot of people do it. Yeah, destroy their body, mm. mind. Mm. Yeah, you're 100% right. Like I've, I've read a lot about Michael Jordan. He was um, someone that I followed growing up and, you know, or even Kobe Bryant, you know, he'd do an interview and, and you know, they're like, why aren't you happy? You know, you just you just won the championships. He's like, well, we could have done better, mm-hmm. and prep for next season starts now. So, um, watching you in the gym, you know, you are that. You're an athlete in every uh, facet of the the word, and um, you know, <laughs> Luke's doing handstand walks up the gym, and then you you got a bung <laughs> wrist. And next minute, Attempt- you're attempting to do handstand walks <laughs> up the gym. <laughs> Next minute you're upside down, you've got one hand flat and another yeah. one on a fist and you're standing there for 30 seconds. Like, I don't think... Um, I, d- I think this last fight for you, and me personally as an outsider, I think it showed your athleticism. Mm. It showed your dedication as a fighter. Like, 
us seeing that like you would succeed in whatever sport you chose to because of the person you are and mm. the mindset you have um i think the the coin um the coin trick yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone was blown away they're like is that real <laughs> yeah man that's that's real like that's how good this guy is yeah. and then you come out and you put a clinic on um on jack and your footwork your, your striking how composed you were i think you showed australia and the world like that you're the you're the real deal like mm. Um, you're doing this on, on your own accord. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, I was a very competitive person when I was younger. So as you were mentioning, even the coin trick and handstands, um, in, in, in everything I did in my life, I had to be first. Yeah. So I remember maybe 12 years old when we were running as a, as a team for the boxing uh, doing running competition. I would come first. <laughs> <laughs> My brother Nikita would come second. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the other boys would come after that. Yeah. And it's and it's always been like that. Even with rugby, with soccer, with basketball, um, with standing on your head, with doing the, the most amount of chin-ups, doing the most amount of push-ups. Everything was a competition. And, and, that's, how, and that's how I think um, I was mentally just... Dad put it in me that I have to be number one in everything. Yeah. So that's why... That's why I'm able to, to do everything and anything. Anything you want, yeah. yeah. What was that like growing up with your dad? Obviously, he was very competitive, um, very athletic, determined. Um, he, he was super he, focused. Yeah. Uh, that's one word. He's like an army sergeant, super focused. Yeah. Um, even though he had everything in his life during the peak of his career, money, fame, everything that any human being can ever wish for, he was so narrow-minded and focused on his job that he didn't let anything yeah. to distract him yeah. at all. Yeah. Nothing, and it was it was it was pretty crazy to grow up in a in a mentality like that. You know, this is um, not someone who was brought up here in Australia. Or someone who was brought up in Soviet Russia, yeah. or who lived in a um, not even a one-bedroom, you know, studio apartment with with four with four people, and. Um, you know, uh, that's what my dad came from, and he sort of um, he made us not grow up in that in that certain way, but he made us grow up with the mentality that um, nothing's for free, everything you got to work for, um, and you have to be number one in anything you do. Yeah. Um, even for example, my brother now, he's doing architecture, and he's succeeding in ar architecture. He's yeah. getting high distinctions. That's you know? incredible. And it's and it's yeah. not from. And it's just because of the way we grew up. Yeah. You know, just yeah. that's how we were fixed in our brain. Yeah. And, and that'd be the way that he grew up as well. Because obviously, from our outside perspective, again, you're very close with your grandfather and he's obviously an integral part of your team. Mm. Was he big in that uh, that upbringing of your of I, your, of I think dad? my grandfather was the one who, who put it into my dad. Yeah. And now my grandfather puts it into me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes me and my grandpa clash. Yeah. Um, my dad clashed with grandpa, yeah. but um, you know it's because we're we're all now the alpha males. Yeah, yeah. strong-minded. Yeah, and the three of us, we can we're very sh strong, very strong, opinionated. Yeah, and um, sometimes it does clash. <laughs> and you know what I yeah. think? If if you, if people think about that sort of drill sergeant lifestyle, 
um, they may have a, a negative perspective on it, but I witnessed you and your dad firsthand um, and I got to shake his hand and, and say hi for two seconds mm. and he was just the most incredible guy. Like, um, yeah, it made me feel really special and a, and a part of the team mm. and the the love he has for you and the love you have for him. Like, mm. it, it was really brilliant to see. So you can have that. Mm. Um, foundation of focus, drive, determination, work hard, but mm. still love, yeah, passion, care for each yeah, other. And yeah, that, that was so cool to see, man. Mm. Um, no, me, me and my dad are very close. Uh, and, and you and your, your, grand, your grandfather, um, just watching you two together, it's just, it's so good. The love you have for each other. Um, yeah, it's really cool, man. He worries yeah. for me a lot. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can see that. I think that. he's the, the, the closest person in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I feel it even when I'm making weight, he's making weight, for yeah. example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I remember once yeah. in Bendigo, we were there for a fight and I wasn't allowed to eat because I was making weight. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to drink. And Grandpa wouldn't eat or drink. <laughs> That's so cool. You know, yeah. he wouldn't do it. Um, he's saying, we're in this together. Yeah. And then afterwards, we can unwind and relax. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, that's powerful, hey. And um, I was saying to you yesterday, like I think you've got so many amazing people around you and it's a reflection of, of who you are, Tim. Mm. And, and these people, they love and care for you so much because of the kind of person you are. And um, yeah, your team, the people you got, your uncle, um, Boris, mm. like Glenn, Mark, Mark. Yeah, but it's because of you, mm. and then you're obviously a reflection of your dad and, and your grandfather. Mm. So, um, yeah, as a, as a sportsman, you're everything that I sort of aspire to be in the mm. way that um, you live that life. It's not just a job, it's not just something you do temporarily for fame or mm -hmm. um, for money, which is really cool. And you can see that contrast um, in your last opponent in the whole kind of media oh, up yeah. until then like how i think people started to because that was probably one of your biggest fights in terms of media maybe there's yeah, a fair bit of coverage yeah, interviews been. that kind of yeah. stuff um and partly was probably because of your opponent mm -hmm. um and his talk but you were able to kind of compare and i think a lot of people um not knowing either camp would would just happily kind of side with you based on how well you carried yourself and how professionally you carried yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, and I think that's a that's a great attribute as well because you've kind of found this line between being confident in your ability and knowing you can get the job done but not arrogant or kind of wildly outspoken. And I think that's that's a very likable trait. I, I think I don't have to... I don't have to say. Yeah, I don't have to, absolutely. I don't have to um, do what he did. Yeah. I can be myself. Yeah. And... Um, I'm the attraction. Yeah, it's know? cool. It's very I don't, cool. I don't have to play the villain. Yeah. I already got a, the whole Australia behind me. Yeah. Um, I've got bigger, bigger goals than, than that guy. <laughs> but that just puts your professionalism and um, you, you're young, you're 25, like um, that maturity, you know. You see the likes of Conor McGregor and all these people, they get in their opponent's head before the fight and then they, those people fight with emotion mm. and lose. But not you, you know, like mm. you said before, you, your dad was so focused, didn't let any distractions. You're exactly like that. Like, you're like, I'll, I'll have my time. Mm. My fist will do the talking. Mm -hmm. um, and to have 
uh, that level of maturity and um, like Luke said, those character traits to be able to just be confident in your ability and let it show is, is really cool. And that's why, um, you know, mate, after getting to know you over these past 10, 12 weeks, like I'm your biggest fan, you know, <laughs> like I just think because of all the things that I've seen you do behind mm. the scenes, mm-hmm. um, I just want nothing but the best for you. And I know those no, attributes are going to... Um, well, it just adds another perspective because you can see how hard he's working, yeah. how much he's putting in, how much he's sacrificing. Yeah. You know, like these people that, that come and go in the sport and they, they fight and then go get drunk and they, they don't... They might get lucky. I mean, boxing, fighting, there's, you know, there's punches luck, mm. you know, and, and, and everyone has a bad day, but they don't deserve to win compared to the amount of effort some people like yourself and other athletes put in. So so you started gymnastics at an early age. Yeah, I actually started down here, um, the, the Bill Parsons Academy. Really? Yeah, so I, I think I did it for maybe three, four years. Yeah. Um, learned how to do a handstand. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> a handstand and a forward roll. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> but it was good. It was it was a it was a good foundation gymnastics at the start. And it helped with your boxing? Um you think? I'm not sure. I think, it, I think it did. No, yeah. I think it did. I think uh, it would have at least your athlete, athleticism, yeah. Yeah. So you did that and you also have And then after gymnastics I started soccer. Yeah. Which was um I don't think my dad or, or my mum wanted me to do boxing. Yeah. Because it is a tough sport. Yeah. And it's not for everyone. And um, the more you're in it, the more you realise that, you know, this is this is not a this is not a game. Yeah. Guess what it gets harder and harder and harder. Um, so I don't think my parents wanted me to do it, so that's why they took me to soccer. Yeah. Um, to be able to work as a team. Um the whole time I knew that you know this this whole team thing is it's not for me. Yeah. I want to take responsibility of my own actions and yeah. not be able to blame anyone and not be able to to rely on anyone. Yeah. So I played soccer on a again on a on a rep, represent yeah St George level, and then played at Bankstown. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. So I was on because that's a that's a hard. Um, it was the highest level you yeah. can get to. Yeah. And it's a popular sport. There yeah. is. Yeah. Every kid starts with soccer, so yeah. yeah. But just especially on in the Sir George side, yeah. Compared to the Sutherland Shire, mm. Mm. and you played for a little bit in Russia. Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, I played. Yeah. Um, I was trialing for CSK Moscow, which is a very, very big club. Wow. They they play in the Champions League. I was in the junior squad. Yeah. Um, and I was playing with them, and that was quite an experience. And then once I got back from Russia in two thousand and eight. Um, I came back here and then I decided to, you know, I was doing boxing my whole life anyway. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'll just start training. Yeah. So I started doing some boxing training. After half a year, Eagle calls me and says, you know what, I think you're ready to fight. How <laughs> 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 did you take that? Were you ready to do it? Yeah, I was yeah? psyched. Yeah. yeah. Was psyched. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Knocked it. First time I remember my first opponent, he was maybe a foot taller than me. So he was quite tall. Yeah. And, you know, it was quite... I was quite scared. Yeah, daunting. You know, yeah. Like, it was the first mm. fight. This guy's taller than me. What do you do? Knocked yeah. him out in round one. <laughs> what, what do you do? That's Knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked him out in round one. And then the last, then the next eight opponents, I was I was knocking them all out. And wow. <laughs> so the first eight I had. Um, yeah, yeah, I read that actually. Yeah, the first, first eight, eight I stopped them all. Yeah. I was just, we were just reading um, before. Uh, so you actually um, spoke to your grandfather. 
about getting into boxing when you got back and he said to message your dad or, mm. or talk to your dad about it. Do you, sure. Yeah. And do you think your dad maybe wanted you just to sort of grow up a bit, maybe no, before no. He, before like, he, he wanted you to box or? Is it this recent, like three years ago? Yeah. Before I turned professional, yeah. So I did, um, told my grandpa, told my grandpa to speak to dad. Grandpa told me to speak to dad, so I spoke to dad. Yeah. And he was very supportive. Yeah. No matter what. He yeah. said, no matter what you do, he always, always support me. Yeah. He didn't try talk me out of it. He didn't try tell me this, this, this. He just said, you know what, this is a tough sport. But if you if you put your mind to it, you can do whatever you want in anything. So he said he's got my his hundred yeah, percent full support. That would have been incredible. Mm. Yeah, both your grandfather, him, Igor. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that was how many amateur fights did you have? Thirty four. Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah. And then I remember um, doing the first session with Igor on the pads. <laughs> when I just t- told him I'm returning pro, and then I remember I nearly vomited. And then I remember coming out, I'm like, do I really want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just one session. Do I really want to do this twice a day? <laughs> yeah. All the and time. And then, yeah, then I got back into the into the groove and I just I think it was just remembering from, from when I was young, the the training that I used to put in and it just got, didn't become easier. I wouldn't say it never becomes easier. Yeah. Um, Be accepted. You get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're able to block... Uh, able to block pain yeah it's another thing my dad taught me is that pain um we were never allowed to cry over pain yeah. ever right um and as a kid it's it's hard to accept that yeah because um i remember as a young kid kids would cry because they they tripped over and they're bleeding uh we weren't allowed that mm. you know so for example um <laughs> we we would be able to we would have a saw and we'd be have to just wipe it off. <laughs> just wipe it off. Dad well. said you, you always have to control your emotions, even when there's pain. And yeah. um, that's pretty cool. And, you know, I broke my I broke my wrist. I broke my yeah. wrist in when I was seventeen years old, and I didn't tell anyone. You didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone. How'd you break it? Through boxing. Through boxing. Yeah, through boxing. Yeah. And I kept going. Yeah, and I kept punching on. And then I told my grandpa, I go, my grandpa, my, my wrist is sore. He's like, it's all good, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> just a little bruise. Like, oh, sweet, no worries. <laughs> wow, that is insane. So I kept going again. And I had a fight with a, with a broken hand. And then afterwards, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Started complaining to my mom. <laughs> my mom was a bit easier to, yeah, to convince. So, yeah, went to the doctors and yeah, I had a, I had a broken wrist. I was going to be out for a year because it was a it was a major operation. How'd um, you take that? Well, well, I was like, you know what? It's part of it. What, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, I was unmotivated after. That's what took me a bit of a rest from boxing. Yeah. And it was good to have a bit of a rest because um, throughout my whole years and being a teenager, that's what, all, all I was doing was yeah. training, 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 and I never went to a party. Never, never socialized. Yeah, because I was on, I was so focused, focused. In, in boxing. Mm. Yeah, and then um, yeah, it's because of this wrist that made me pull out for a bit, go to uni for a bit, do something that I didn't want to do, do something that my mom wanted me to do. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then afterwards I just decided I wanted to do things my own way and go back into it. Well, sometimes it's a good idea to kind of step back, 
give yourself like because you're always in there you're always training as you said to step back and realize how much you would have been training and kind of mm. reassess and kind of assess where you're at and where you actually want to go yeah. so would you say that that year off yeah. was pretty good and kind of helped you yeah it was a bit longer after because I, I got yeah. it became a bit un- unmotivated um well it would have been very easy to just yeah because it, it was it's it's hard to to grow up where um you know as a kid all i did was boxing yeah, yeah training and uh, didn't have a like a, a life that most ordinary kids would yeah so um i felt after i felt as if i was a kid again yeah yeah felt as if i, I you know th- there's more to life yeah but then it just and then you found your way back yeah, yeah I found my way back yeah. where you know this, this is a, this is uh this is my life i can't yeah. i can't be um I don't want to be ordinary. I don't want to be like um, yeah. everyone else. And that's how my dad was. Yeah. He's got his rat style because he wants to to be different. Yeah. He's always wanted to be different. Yeah. You know, in in the army when he went to the army, he wasn't allowed to have a rat style. You know, wow. it was a crew cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the mushroom cut. Yeah. yeah. He was the only one that had the rat style, and he used to hide it. <laughs> the only reason he had it was because he wanted to be different. Different. Yeah. 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 That's cool. And you, uh, your dad had his gym at Rockdale at that time. Yeah, so we've when had were a, you helping? My dad's had it since nineteen ninety eight. We opened it up. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah. so it's a, it's a part of history. Yeah. So you did some coaching there in. I started that running time the off. gym. You started running the gym. Yeah, yeah. I started running the gym. Um, had um, a lot of different clients, a lot of kids that I used to train, and yeah, everything was going quite well. And then, <laughs> the more I was in there, the more I had the itch to. To get back into it yeah yeah i started having a few amateur fights and then it was just too hard to get amateur fights no yeah. one would fight you especially when you have a record of 34 wins yeah losses. it's a bit hard to, to find someone that wants to fight you <laughs> yeah it's an amateur yeah. yeah so um that's why i went into the, the professional ranks and um i didn't take it serious at first i wouldn't say i i took it serious of course i took it seriously i never i've, I've always taken everything seriously but I never knew that it was gonna turn out to be like this. Yeah. And I think only in the past maybe year and a half that I realized this is where I wanna go. Mm. I wanna take it to the next level. Yeah. You've got an amazing um, support crew and mm. uh, you've got an amazing team. Mm. Um, Glenn, oh, he's yeah. played a huge role in your boxing career, yeah? When did he come back on the scene? Glenn? Yeah. Before I turned pro. Before you turned pro? Yeah. Okay. So I spoke to, we had a meeting with him. Yeah. But Glenn's known me since a young kid. Yeah. Um, I grew the, up with Glenn. There's a photo of um, Glenn yeah. holding you, yeah? Yeah, in, yeah. This was the at, that was at the J- Jesse James Leia fight um, wow. in Melbourne. So. That's a very cool photo. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, everyone I've known since, since a young little kid and everyone's yeah. known me since then. So when you um, had your uh, debut pro fight, your dad came back, yeah. surprised you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was an experience. What was that like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I get in the morning just to have breakfast and it's usually, let's say, 9.30 in the morning, which is quite late in Russia, in Moscow time. Yeah. Because that's the time difference. Usually I don't speak to dad in the morning, you speak to him in the evening. Yeah. So I, I'm on my phone, my dad's messaging me. And I'm at my grandparents' place just about to have breakfast. I'm like, this guy doing? What's, what's wrong with him? Yeah, he's 
he's um he's messaged me. He um okay, his his wife must have pissed him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm having breakfast out of nowhere. He grabs me at the back. Yeah. And it was just a massive surprise. I haven't seen him for three, four years. Yeah. And, so, and he came back for your most recent fight, didn't he? No. Or, or for first fight, and then it was the the press conference. The press that, conference, with, yeah, with yeah. Jack. Yeah, yeah. But having cool. having Dad there at the at the at the first fight yeah. was just chaos. Yeah. He In what way? Like he just was, your emotions. Because he was nervous. Yeah. His emotions. He yeah, couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't help himself. Yeah. He was just. He was a difficult man to deal with. And how did that fight go? I won yep. six rounds yep. against a tough opponent. Yep. But it was um it was a good good fight for myself. And that was the start of that was the start of, of pro career. And is that when um Glenn came back on the scene and, and then started? Glenn controlled everything after that. Yeah. That's so good, man. Yeah. Um so then you've got a few belts yeah they're all regional belts all regional belts the belt I want is a world title <laughs> I knew that was coming <laughs> I, knew, <laughs> I knew you wouldn't want to go down that path but who, who's been your, your, your toughest or opponent to date I guess uh, Dwight Ritchie Dwight Ritchie yeah, yeah. and was that the, the then the most uh, enjoyable fight for you as well uh, in, in regards to winning over him and it was the most, performance, satis- most satisfying win, yeah. yeah. He, was a, he was number one in Australia. Yeah. He was number seven in the world. So it was quite an achievement to beat him, man. To beat him convincingly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to add. That it was a pretty convincing win. Yeah. That was probably your biggest test. Yeah. And I would say that, yeah, a lot of people that didn't think you were the real deal were starting to yeah, listen. Yeah, they tuned in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you you moved on from there and you've just recently defended those belts against uh, Jack Brubaker, um, mm-hmm. finished 2019 really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've sort of spoken about before, there was a lot of talk coming from his camp, uh, him running his mouth, uh, making a big scene. Um, you handled that really well. Uh, what was your thoughts on how much he was mouthing off? Um, did you take offence to any of it, or were you just no, like... I really didn't care what he said. Yeah. Um, I knew what I was going to do. Yeah. It was just a matter of time for me. I was just so anxious on, to the fight. It was just doing my head in because I really wanted to just fight. Yeah. I just wanted to be in the ring. And um, the whole time I was I was waiting for his, his emotions and his eyes to change once he got in the ring. And, you know, all that cockiness and... And that, Disappear. Um, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to see it just get out of there, out of his eyes. Yeah. Did you after see round it? one, you yeah. see it. Yeah. After round one. After round one, you see it. If you rewatch it, you <laughs> see you see everything yeah. that he thought and he was said he was gonna do, just yes. just out of the window. Yeah. And there was a couple of times you 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 hit him with that right hand, um, and I think maybe once or twice in the first round. And he just lost energy. Like you saw his legs go. Um, you saw him taking really big, deep breaths. And like you said, you could literally see his persona, persona change mm. and go, holy hell, like I've mm. underestimated yeah. this guy here. Um, how did you think round two went? 
round three, you TKO'd him, or yeah. they threw in the towel round four. Yeah, well, he was he was just trying to come in and get close with me, trying to make it his fight, which I was not allowing him, but at times I got sucked in and... Um, no, I wouldn't say sucked in, but he just came close. Yeah. He just started hugging me. Yeah. Um, if I had another minute and a half, it would have been... It would have been over completely. Yeah. So it was lucky that uh, Jeff threw in the towel because he was going to... He was gonna hurt, get hurt real bad, and I just felt like I was warming up. Oh. Honestly, I just felt like <laughs> it was you progressive know, through the yeah, fight. Yeah, and yeah, and that's through experience. Mm. You know, take it easy, take it easy, and then slowly start shutting him off, yeah. shutting him down, and being able to to break your opponent slowly. Mm. And I was at that at that stage where after round three, I was, he was broken. Mm. I knew he was broken. Yeah, round four, I was going for a round where I wanted to to completely gas him so for round five i can sh- shut him off light lights out him yeah mm. and it was it was he was slowing down too much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah jeff knew that <laughs> yeah so you started that round four we really started to see you find your rhythm and you're going yeah. high low well eagle eagle was telling me get, get him to the body yeah when you went to the body it totally started changed into the yeah. body his, his old demeanor changed yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, he didn't want to be there if you if you have a look at the replay round four the in between round three and round four. Yeah. Have a look at me. Do you do look, look at him, him in the fight like that, or is that just watching the replay? No, that was oh, I watched yeah. the replay. Yeah. I knew it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew I could see it in him because I remember looking at the big screen as yeah. well, and, and then they had you yeah. top and bottom. I was, I was ready. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was just about. I was, I was fired up. I knew I, I wanted to be in there. Yeah. Oh, on the other side. He didn't want a bar of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he didn't want to be in there. He wanted to... His nightmare was just beginning. Yeah. 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 The, the whole corner, like, that fourth round, like, everyone was just on the edge of their seat because they could just see you picking your shots, mm. hitting him, hurting him, and we're like, it's done here. Yeah, like, yeah. he is gone. Yeah. Um, and I think he was lucky that uh, Jeff threw the towel in. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So he got up. The next day, um, I mean, we knew that we were going into Harry's hotel in mm. the city. Um, you didn't mm. at the time. You <laughs> thought you were going to a barbecue. Um, Glenn ended up having to tell you, I think. Yeah, yeah he told me the night before, actually. Yeah, because you, you were like, no, I'm not going anywhere. I just want a day off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. But you went in and they had the Oz Boxing Awards. Yeah, and you won Fighter of the Year. Fighter of the Year. Well, it's, a, it's a quite a big achievement to be... Out of every boxer in Australia to be yeah. fighter of the year. Yeah, because you're up there. I think there was like maybe five or six nomi- nominated uh, oh, yeah. boxers. Yeah. Um, we sort of mean uh, Luke saw uh, on the Oz Boxing page in the lead up that you were up there. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, what was that like? Yeah, It's a, quite an achievement. Yeah. Uh, fighter of the year. 100%. But I want to be fighter of the year in the world. <laughs> <laughs> It's just yeah. looking straight at Dave with a serious look on his face. He's not fucking around, guys. Um, so that was a, a really cool way to, to wrap up the year, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, four big fights for the year. Um, finish the year strong. Mm-hmm. Australian fighter of the year. Um, now, for I mean, I've sort of got a bit of, bit of a better insight now as to what happens behind the scenes. But for those that don't know... What's your focus for 2020? Is your focus just being the best Tim you can be and your team organises who to fight mm-hmm. and they just say, hey, Tim, you're fighting. You're like, boom, I'm on. Yep. Do you have yep. any care in the world? 
No, I, I do. I do want a few names. I want. Yeah. I want a world title. Yeah. I just really want one. Yeah. And then I want a, a super fight here domestically. Yeah. You know, with like the horn as a ref on. How cool! So, are you sort of sitting there going, "I, I want to know who wins out of Horn and Zarafa," or you, you're not really fast? No, I don't really care. Don't really care. No. Yeah. Who do you think will win? I don't know. You don't care I at all. Watched, I haven't watched it. Okay. Okay. It's just another head. <laughs> okay. Well, that's one thing I haven't asked you before. Like, who's apart from your father? Who's a boxer that you sort of admire? Look up to. And, yeah. Look up um, to. I love Triple G right now. Yeah. Golovkin. Yeah. And um, I'd love to fight him as well. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's always been my dream. You know, I look up to these fighters, but at the end of the day. I see them as competition as well. Yeah. So for me right now, I've, I've gone through the stage where I was a massive boxing fan, loved boxing, loved watching fighters, following fighters. Now I'm getting to a stage where, you know, I can't be a fan. I, these, these guys are my competition. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. That's, that's, that's where I want to get to. Yeah. You know, there's no disrespect or anything. Yeah. So that's, that's my position that I want to be at. And um, they've got what I want. They've got what you want, exactly. So what is it about him that you did sort of admire or, or look do, up to? I do, I still do. Sorry, yeah, yeah, but what is it about him? I, is it I, his style? I is like it his style. work ethic? I like, is it? I like how he conducts himself inside the ring and outside the ring. Yeah, yeah. I and, thought that um, might be the case. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, just the type of guy he is. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So what do you think it's going to take this year? Like, do you think you'll end up having another four fights this year? Or do you think... Uh, sorry, next year, sorry, yeah. 2020. Yeah, I think I will. You think you'll end up having another four? Yeah. Maybe one more domestic and then... Yeah, hopefully we can fight in America. Yeah. Hopefully we can fight in Russia, you know. That'd be cool. That'd Not be just cool. Australia, but... Yeah, international fights. Yeah. What would it mean for you to fight in Russia? Oh, massive. That's why I've, I've always wanted to. Yeah. I've, you know, I, I was born here, but yeah. my culture and my heritage, I am Russian. Yeah. I speak Russian. Um, grew up Russian yeah. in a Russian way so I will always remember my roots yeah I think um, I mean I've only just got a, a, a glimpse on it but the Russian culture just seeing you and your family it's beautiful mm. um, it's something special so yeah. I can see why it would mean the world to you oh, to, to go back and, yeah. and do that yeah. along with Vegas oh <laughs> if you had the choice would you fight for the title I mean Hypothetically, in Russia or Vegas? Australia. Australia. Yeah. 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 I, want, I want the title here. Yes. Um, this is my country. <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Um, something that people mightn't know about you, your, your passion for cars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> uh, what's your favorite car? Oh. Give me a spending limit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love my old school muscle cars. Yeah. I lo- also love um, exotic cars. I love my Japanese cars. I love um, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, all all of that stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Just Where did that originate? Was that from maybe a I bit of influence I've from Glenn? I've or? always been watching cars. Yeah. Uh, a bit of Glenn as well. I got into my American muscles through Glenn. Yeah. He's, he had how many? One hundred and fifty cars. Wow. Yeah, Glenn's crazy. <laughs> big, big car collection. So yeah, yeah. I got my, um, I think, American cars through Glenn. Yeah. But I'd love to have a few old school Porsches or 
Ferraris and Lamborghinis in the future. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, be it's so just, cool. just a hobby for myself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love my cars. And when you were in America with Glenn, you went to the auctions and you yeah. had a look around. You guys would have been in your element. Yeah, we did a bit of shopping there. Did a bit of shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I was just on um, Facebook before and I saw Glenn post up a, a photo of his golf. He's old. He's got an old golf cart oh, car. How cool is that? It's so cool. And he's like, it's not working. Can someone help me? The kids are going to be devastated oh, if Santa man. can't deliver their presents <laughs> in it. Oh, <laughs> how good is that guy? Yeah, yeah. I, he just keeps never ceases to amaze me, man. What yeah. he does for for you, the sport, for for the kids. Man, like he's such person. a he's such a good person. Yeah. So wrapping up the year, holidays. I'm going to have some downtime. We're going to get back in the gym mm. when you're back in town. Yeah. yeah get back in and then just, just sort of um, see what the what Glenn sort of or, an eagle organises for you. and Yeah. Yeah. That should be good. 2019, I've been uh, so privileged to be a part of um, and I'm glad, your journey. And I'm glad that you're, you've, you've come, boys come, have come and involved. And, yeah. you know, uh, 2020 is going to be a bigger year. Yeah. You know, we've closed off the year great. Uh, but let's make 2020 a year to to remember. I'm sure it will for be for the history mate. books. 100 percent for the history books, and mm. um, you know I can imagine every year you, you sort of you you want that and you you progress for that. This year was exactly mm. um, went to plan. I don't mm-hmm. Went to plan. So um, yeah, 2020 is going to be the exact same, and you're going to go after everything you want. That's right. <laughs> well. We well, might wrap it up there. Yeah, it's been really cool to sit down and talk with you, man, and just um, in a bit more of a relaxed environment yeah. and have, have a laugh. And, um, you know, I saw how intense it was for you um, the past 12 weeks. So uh, what you put your body and, and your mind through is mm. absolutely uh, incredible. Yeah. Um, man, look, when you were out there, you just looked so composed. And me and Luke were just blown away. It's like, does, does anything face this yeah. guy? <laughs> I was more nervous than you. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I'm like in this dance, like, I'm so out of it. <laughs> Just, well, yeah. No need to worry. It's all good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all under control. So, what's on for the rest of today? You got. Uh, we're going to go. Roger here with you. We're going to have some Chinese, actually. We've never had Chinese, Roger. So Beautiful. We're going to go have some Yum Cha. Yum Cha. Yeah, nice. Whereabouts? <laughs> Uh, the fish market. Yeah, it's at nice. the fish market. Yeah, no more chicken and broccoli for a bit. <laughs> I'm just sick of it, man. <laughs> Honestly. Anyone would be. We're at the Oz Boxing Awards and he's getting absolutely pummeled by everyone wanting to speak to him. He finally gets to sit down and the waitress comes over with some free food and he goes, What's that? And she's like, It's a, a pumpkin taco. <laughs> he's like, Pumpkin? Where's the meat? (laughs) I've been eating broccoli and chicken. (laughs) Oh, mate, I tell you what, hats off to you. From the moment you got out of that ring, you just, you had so many commitments um, to not only, you know, your sponsors, your fans, um, but the media, you know, what you put your body through to then not be able to just completely relax and switch off. Um, I don't think people understand that either. Um, part, of my, part of my job. Part of your job, and do, yeah. yeah. Um, you, ju- you just, mate, most people would probably be frustrated and annoyed. I know I would be, and you, you're just all smiles, and um, <laughs> you, you know, it, yeah. you, you absolutely love it. And yeah, it's so cool to see, mate. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I know myself and Luke, we, we wish nothing but the best for you, mate. We know you've got Thanks such a bright future, and um, yeah. we're. we're 
you know, like I sort of said to, to Glenn, like we weren't, I wasn't sure, exp- had no expectations of this, but um, I sort of said to Mark and, and Glenn in the beginning, I said, I feel like I've, I've got a really good friend um, in Tim, you know, and um, you're an amazing person and uh, yeah, grateful Appreciate for that, your man. friendship Thanks, as well. Man. Thank you so much for the time. We're going to let you go. you got uh, 24 hours and you'll be on a flight. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for coming on, brother. Enjoy your holiday. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Bye.